Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Welcome back to the Bible Breakdown. I'm Kat. I'm T. Yeah. And um, we're back for a juicy episode of the Bible Breakdown. Yeah, that's the goal. So um, last time we read about the sabbatical year and forgiving um, loans, clean and unclean foods, and pagan practices and the like. Or wait, no, I went back too far. Wait, no, I didn't. No, I did it right. Yay! Um, So today, I think we're going to still, it's just going to kind of be a review of stuff that we've already kind of talked about. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Did you have any, um, anything new for the people before we start? Well, I've went to church a couple of times these last few weeks, actually. I know. I was thinking when you showed up to the Zoom, you looked kind of churched up. Did you go to church this morning? I did go to church this morning. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, Wait, um, I'll bleep it out. Which church did you go to? <laughs> we can just talk about it offline. Or I'll, just text I'll, it, I'll it to me. Text chat. it to me. Can you see that? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so it's not um it's, it's not my church. So it's like a black one. It is a black one. Yeah. It's not my Okay. Um, it's not my church. It is um I'm guessing it's someone you're dating. <laughs> uh yeah yeah okay yeah. um yeah i um i'm not gonna be a newly devout christian or anything um i think that's where that would be such an interesting twist for our show we get so many more listeners mm-hmm. if you would do a conversion well i'm doing my best to you know be a moderator on the show um i've gotten feedback from various sources that are who who have listened or know about the show um so i'm you know i'm doing best but i i, I want to say this because i think this is kind of where i've been at with it all of it is um the way i've started to identify with what we call god is or when people say do you believe in god or i believe in god i have faith to me and i've said this before but i never really had like the actual term for it or i couldn't think of it to me it's more of like a mantra i think that's where i most comfortably sit with it is this it it's a it's like you know like i've said before in the past like may the force be with you like that's kind of how it feels to me and like that's not to dismiss anybody or big up anybody but that's just kind of where i feel it's a fit with it like i don't know um if this stuff is um you know if this all happened or not um you've been very adamant cat about saying like you don't believe this which i respect that I'm just kind of like, hey, man, whatever, do what works for you. But, you know, don't uh, I'm not cool with the harming people. I'm not cool with the. Um, the misogyny and stuff like that. So, um, however, um, once we do start breaking down some other stories, me now having gone to church and this is not an every week thing for me, this is just like been a every now and then thing. But me now having gone in like being on the perspective on the side of people who actually do go to church and like receiving the word. Cause I haven't been in, I don't even know the prior to this last, like 
couple times. I don't know the last time. I don't I don't remember what year was the last year I even went to church. So to having received the word has been uh it's been very interesting. It's interesting to see the interpretations of it from that perspective. I mean it sounds great. So if I'm hearing you correctly, if I can you know mirror back what I've heard from you is that you've been going to church lately. You wouldn't really consider yourself a believer, but you're just like, yeah, whatever makes people feel good. And um, as long as you don't get oppressive with it, even though it's an oppression manual. I wouldn't have worded it like that, but okay. <laughs> well, I'm just mirroring it back. So which part was inaccurate? Um, I mean... I feel like terms like believer and oppression manual make it like, you know, I feel like you're setting somebody up for, for a failure. Cause on one hand, if I'd be How like, so? Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Then, you know, other people would be like, Oh, well this, well, let's start with the believer one. So I, cause I was saying you don't consider yourself a believer, but do you consider yourself a believer? Um, of Christianity? Yeah. Mm. Cause that's all I was saying when you were saying like, you know, I'm more of a, a really yeah, like I said, a believer, I'm more of a, but you're like, okay, if people just do whatever they want to do, cause it makes them feel Yeah. Good. I'm more of a believer and just, I, can, I don't even know the people, the universe, like that's just what I've been on lately. Like the, sure. the whole God or not God thing that doesn't, I don't know if that really moves the needle for me. Like for me, it's more so like when I'm around people, like I've had the pleasure of being around like um, some of my ex's kids um, and like that just makes me want to be a better person. Like, you know, being around children and being around people that who who I who I care about or, you know, so like I don't. Yeah, no, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a Christian for sure. Okay, so you because you said like the two parts that because when I asked like with the mirrored statement what you found inaccurate, you said being a believer and oppression manual. So like if if I'm saying it correctly, because I still feel like that's accurate. Like you don't consider guess, yourself yeah. a believer, but you're you're kind of just viewing things through a more sort of ambiguous spiritual lens. That's what I would say. And I'm more I'm more yeah. that like. And then um, as far as the, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm describing this as an oppression manual, but it's not in, with what we've read so far, that's not an inaccurate statement. Granted, we haven't read it all yet, but with well, what we've read so far, it's not a liberation stay manual. Stay tuned, because again, me <clears throat> now being having gone these couple times and then working closely with somebody who is a believer. Um, the, the way they interpret it is different and kind of the conclusion that I've come to is we all are interpreting things differently. And so I'm actually, I wouldn't, let me go back. Cause I wouldn't even say I'm like a non-believer for say, I, I liked it more when you said, viewing it through an ambiguous lens, like because that is what i'm doing man i don't want to i don't feel like i don't want to feel like i have to choose that's not belief though belief belief is an ambiguous though like when you believe like and i'm I, i'm very careful with my words too because like you believe that if you leap off of a building gravity will pull you down to your death you believe that 
Like we we do believe we we move with belief through this world. And so what we believe in informs our actions. Mm -hmm. So it's not crazy to say like you you're not a believer because I mean, do you believe Jesus died for your sins and that's what's keeping you from going to heaven or hell? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm also like I've said many, many episodes. I'm comfortable. See, and like I said, like that's not so you don't believe like saying you don't know is saying okay. I don't. Well, believe. if that's the way you choose no, that's to put the it. Same, that's the same thing. Well, no, that's just how language works. Like if I ask you, like, are do you think you're going to fall off of a building if you step off of it? And you're like, I don't know. I'm like, ah, I kind of think you do. But um, I feel like we have like more. That, more proof to support that like i wasn't around when this was right okay your, your belief you is informed speak? by sorry i'm just saying your belief is informed by your experiences okay and so that's why i've come on here multiple times said i'm comfortable just being like i don't know if this happened i see that people feel like it works for them so that's not belief okay <laughs> and i if if that's how we're spinning it then all right that's not you're 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 blowing it off like that's not what it means like if you don't know that means you don't believe like people who believe this stuff they believe i don't it. i so don't like if i don't feel that's true because i can feel like when i walk into the world and i feel like okay all of this stuff may have happened randomly but it may have not happened like i don't know but i know like how i feel about the universe how i feel about the world and so the way i choose to go about it like it's my morals are not tied up to like god or some book or whatever so yeah i guess i'm not a believer but i also don't it took a long time to get there but like yeah we're just clarifying that statement okay. because i was really just trying to mirror what you said to me so that i'm hearing it correctly and then i guess we can just push past just so we can just keep going like <laughs> Um, whether this is an oppression manual, we can just agree to disagree on that. I feel like so far, very oppressive. And I feel like I'll. And let and yes, you can spin it to be like, oh, it doesn't mean that. But I'm not spinning it, it like anything. Eyeballs. I'm I'm reading it and I'm listening to other people. I feel like that's the role I've been trying to take is listen to all sides. Yeah, people who don't want to say it for themselves, like people who could say this for themselves and are choosing not to. So. You can be a mouthpiece for them. But for me, because there's another thing you brought up about how, like, the show feels biased and unbalanced because we don't have believers on the show. How many Christian shows bring in non-believers to their shows to balance it out? And there's, like, hundreds of Christian shows. They I never don't know. Do I haven't that. listened so to any I, Christian shows. Please find some and let me know how many, because I've listened to a lot, especially growing up. They never bring it. In my experience, I've never known them to bring in a non-believer to balance things out so to me it's like an unrealistic expectation to put that on our show that we should have I don't, a voice I don't of feel like that's unrealistic i just feel like i want to present all sides i feel like you need that dynamic like and you've even you've even expressed yourself you've even expressed yourself that you would like to bring people on who are Christians so we could talk about this. I would, but you said they feel uncomfortable. I'm just Well, that's just the people I talk to. I don't know who you've talked to. I'm just pointing out societally, nobody like there we are very outnumbered as far as Christian podcasts, Christian television shows, Christian culture. They're the dominant culture. So to the idea that somehow two voices saying like, I don't know if I believe this are somehow unbalanced to me, that's just like not true 
Like, I think we deserve a space to just talk about how we feel about it because there's so many believers talking about how they feel about it already. And like I said, I would be more than welcome to have non-believers come on the show. Like I said, I don't share this program with the believers in my life because I feel like this would make them like it. Most of them are family members and it would make things uncomfortable. Well, yeah. And I've also expressed it. That's the, the take or maybe the mistake that I made, but now, you know, the cat's out of the bag. So, I mean, yeah. But our show's optional. Like we're not forcing it on anybody. So I don't feel like there's anything wrong with just expressing how we feel about it without having, having to represent the feelings of people who, who may have complained about this, but don't even want to be on the show to represent their beliefs. So that's my whole thing. Like if these are your genuine opinions, please share them. Okay. But like, but I'm really more interested in how you feel about them than how people you're talking to feel about them. I mean, I've expressed it. I've come to the conclusion and I said this even before, like I was kind of on the wave I'm on now. It's like, I just feel more like it's like a mantra for people. But for me personally, I don't know. Like, I just try to be a good person based off of what I feel like a good person is. Sure. And once again, we don't really get those lessons from this Bible, like what we're reading. Like, let's just read it. And because the whole point of us reading it out loud is so that we know what's in it instead of just people saying what's in it and what it's about. Like we can read it for ourselves. There was a reason why people weren't supposed to read this for like hundreds of years. So well, I mean, let's, I think let's that's dive into sort of still kind of the case based off my observations of going to church like when I was there today um we read a passage um but he kind of just summarized the passage like he didn't actually read it verbatim which yeah. I immediately thought about oh okay we're not even really reading it like he you know he hit the highlights of some of the stuff in there sure um sure and then but we're told we're taking it out of context like whenever I bring up stuff, they're like, you're taking it out of context. I'm like, no, I'm reading the whole entire thing. Actually, I'm not taking it out of context. That's more of what church does where they just, you know, do the greatest hits. Because like, yes, you can cherry pick stuff out of here. Um, I think in the last, what was the last thing we did? I, I, I agreed with something. Um, I think it was like forgiving. Oh, but then I think I went back on it. Whatever. Sometimes there is some stuff in here, but you have to go through so much bad stuff to get it to anything good. Like, so it's yeah, so hard. I mean, to I just feel like at this point where we're at, you and I specifically in how we are choosing to go about it is clearly different. But regardless of that, like this is my stance and this has been my stance. I feel like more along the lines of if you want to dismantle a system of oppression or whatever, like you kind of have to play you play to that respectability politics huh respectability politics yeah i feel like that's important and like regardless if people want to admit that or not i think that's the just that's what it is and so i, I don't feel like if i'm trying to get people on my side attacking them is going to or making them feel attacked is going to help that like because at the end of the day i think we all want the same things I just think that the way we all go about them is different. And so I need in order to understand or in order to try to help us get those, I think I need to understand how the other people feel. Now, from my interpretation of what you've told me, you don't really give a shit about that. Like, actually, you feel like, no, nope, I'm going to tell it like it is and all that. And I mean, I respect that about you. That's just not how I'm moving these days. 
but do you understand why I feel like this is harmful and that's why there's so much vitriol? It's not because I just want to be subversive and hurt people's feelings. It's because these teachings, like I'm listening to a store or a book now called um, All Boys Aren't Blue. And it's just about how soul crushingly homophobic growing up in America, especially black American families is. And it's not a coincidence that we get that value from the Bible because the Bible outright says like how much it hates gay people. Like it outright says to kill them. And so to me, it's not something to be like, oh, well, if this, you know, helps you, it would be like just like with white supremacy. It's like, well, if white supremacy helps you to feel better, then just keep doing it. It's like, because it's the same thing. That's why I brought up respectability politics. That has been a failure for black people. Like the idea that if we just get white people to respect us, they'll stop being mean to us. That doesn't work. Like all it does is just be a way to blame black people for their oppression. It's like, because you're not respectable enough. This is why See, I had a conversation about this a while ago, actually this week. Um, and this is the thing with that is like the attacking everybody method. Also, I don't think works because I see that a lot online, particularly when it comes to like racist issues. And what happens is it's like, we'll have a movement for you know, quite a period of time. And then, now, for instance, I think a lot of white people are kind of starting to push back. Like, I'm not going to continue to live my life feeling like I'm doing something wrong. And so where I'm trying to explore me personally, where there comes to race or religion, whatever, it's like, where is that gray area? Where is that area where we can be more collaborative in life? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, but I'm not. So when I say I'm a, when I say when I say I don't know about something. It's like I'm still trying to figure it out and I don't. Well, I, I'm not. I, it's not like I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, I know I don't like homophobia. I'm pretty clear that I don't. And I don't want to collaborate with people who want to hurt gay people. And where I fall on that is, yeah, I agree with you. I don't want anybody to feel oppressed being homophobic or being a woman. But I also know that those people exist who don't like that. And so how can we. How can we how can we cult how can we have a place to cultivate cultivate growth for everyone? So how did gay people because I think it's interesting studying the gay movement because one of the things that black people complain about a lot is that gay people get more rights than black people do, but it's because gay people are way more organized as a group and have gotten a lot more done politically to be recognized and to also fight. I think it's because Wait, please let me finish. It, please let me being finish. Gay doesn't please affect let me, just please, black people. Please let me finish. Because then I get off track and I'm not able to finish my point. But like my because I do that to me all the time. Like, I'm so sorry, but it doesn't make it OK to do. It doesn't make it OK, okay to do. And I do try to that. fight it. But like the whole point of it is like gay people weren't able to. And yes, gay people, it involves a lot of intersectionality. Like some of them are black. But I'm just saying as an oppressed group, they didn't get it by being polite. They didn't get it by making people feel comfortable. They got it by making people feel very uncomfortable, like because that's the only way to affect change. And I actually read a fantastic book, too, this week by Octavia Butler, The Parable of the Sower. God is cha that was one of the quotes in it. God is change. 
Like, that's what it is. Like, the people, like, it's like, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's like, nah. Even by their accounts, God's changed its mind. Because even the people today who are progressive and don't want to hurt gay people, it's very uncomfortable that the book that they stand for is calling for their death. So they have to do all these mental gymnastics and apologetics to make it be like, oh, well, that was before the da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, you can't tell me that the God of the universe was like, hey, gay people are pissing me off. I'm going to kill everybody. And then now it's like, oh, no, nah, gay people are cool it's like no this is just we're we're worshiping some ancient hebrew super ego and i think we should stop that's the point i'm making and i know people don't like hearing it but the the point of me doing this on a podcast is just so i can state my opinion without being silenced yeah but you're not putting yourself in front of the gun like you're literally saying this with nobody knowing who you are so it's like for safety it's almost i'm not i'm i'm not i got it i got that and we've had this conversation offline but like i feel like when you say this it's like oh i'm being so i'm being so noble by doing this but fam no you're not you're not putting yourself on the front line like martin luther I'm king not actually to i'm not claiming right. to at all okay you're putting but that you're putting that on me where did i say i'm putting myself on the line all i'm saying is i'm not caping for this and i don't need time to figure out if it's real or not okay like, that's all I'm saying. Okay. So it's like, yes, you're saying like, hey, this is making people feel good. And I'm saying it's a bad thing that this makes people feel good. Like, you shouldn't, I'm saying, shouldn't make you feel good. So can I, may I speak now? Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying from my observation, I don't think people are taking what you're taking from it. And therefore, because they're not taking what you're taking from it, they cannot perceive it in the way that you're that you are saying that's that's been my observation because when i've been around these people i work with somebody who went to school for being a theologian so like we've had these conversations and in my observation of talking to this guy he doesn't like he doesn't interpret it like that so there's no and maybe this goes to your point but there's no like until we can find a way to converse amongst each other i don't i do not believe that there will be really any change but i've told because, you because 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 religion christianity in particular is so ingrained into the fabric of every facet of society in not just america but a lot of other places in the world and so to dismantle that entire structure for the reasons that you are saying this is needs to be dismantled i feel like it is a very tall order and so I'm uh, again, I'm just at a place where I'm like, OK, I'm I'm figuring it out. Not necessarily like. My my thing is more so figuring out, like, how can we work together? Like, I don't. That's what I care about. I care about the people. I care about us, like getting past this. Oh, do you believe in God? Oh, do you uh, is racism wrong is being gay wrong is women should be whatever I, i'm I'm trying to move past that i'm trying to figure out like how can we work together to like make a better world because and the I'm world is the clearly falling apart it's going to be even harder to move forward if we cling <laughs> to the oppressive mechanics of the past like this is one of the main things we have to move past to get to what you're talking about because i have the same goal and you said it's not going to change yes it is we know if nothing else Christianity will change. It's changed a bunch from its inception. It's always going to change. Now, whether we can steer that change, that was the whole point of the parable of the sower. Like, we can manipulate change. 
to our benefit or we can just be like, oh, there's nothing we can do. We're just helpless. We're in the hands of God. It's like, okay, but we shape change and change shapes us. So that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's not a tall order and I'm definitely not saying I'm putting myself on the front lines. I'm just saying like, I, I, this reason why this hurts and why there's so much emotion in it is because it's hurting my feelings. Like I feel like I should be able to say what I want to say. This makes me mad. Why can't I be mad in this space? Like women, and especially black women are told you're not allowed to be angry. It's unattractive. You're not going to get, I don't want these people on my side. I want the new voices. I want the new children. I want the people who are going to, because you're right. Maybe these people can't change. Maybe they're too scared. They're too scarred by, you know, the trauma that this is inflicted on them and they're not going to change, but there is hope for the future. Like, just like I was able to let it go, other people can let it go because you're saying, like, I don't understand how these people feel. I know how they feel. Like, I came up in this. I was terrified of going to hell. Like, letting that go was really, really hard. And, like, I'm really proud of myself for doing it. And I'm, the fact that I speak with confidence and I'm not like, oh, well, maybe it might be this. It's like, no, I know for sure like that it's not okay to kill gay people for being gay. And I know it's not okay to invade people's lands, kill them and just take over their stuff. I know that. I'm going to say that with confidence. And the fact that it's like, oh, well, God was just doing that like back in the day. It's like, no, these were people. We can stop. That's not the point them. I'm arguing. What is so, the point you're arguing? I just, I've, I've said it. And I feel like we come on this podcast and we talk privately and it just never clicks. Which is very frustrating for me personally, because it's like, I get why what you're saying. Why do you saying. think I'm frustrated? I'm, but why do you think I'm hurt? No, you don't. You don't understand why I'm hurt. Like why what you're saying hurts me. Like what I'm saying doesn't hurt you. Like it doesn't. Like I'm not saying like, why don't you just be nice to these people who fucking hate your guts? What's the problem? It's like they don't see you as much of a person. That's not what I'm saying to you. But you are though. Like that's the that's thing. not what this I'm saying stuff, to you. This stuff isn't for like the fact that it doesn't affect you because you're a man. Like you said, like in the last episode, Cat, like Bill, stop. Okay, like Bill Barr please, said, like this can you is please your. Stop saying that. You, can you said, please this, stop you saying said no, this. Is I wanna, your pro- I wanna, you said this. I have it on tape. Like you said, this is your problem. You guys need to fix this. So like Bill Barr said, so Burr said, and so like, yeah, it hurts me. So you're saying like, I don't get your thing. It's fine if you don't want to like be as. But I've never said I don't get your thing. And like, so can I intellectualize it? First of all, yeah, I don't know what it's like to be a woman. I don't know how this affects you on a woman level. But since we're friends and you've told me how this affects you, I can only when I say I understand, I'm saying it from the place of I understand based upon what you and other women are telling me. Like, yeah, I don't fully 100 percent get it. I never will. It's like a white person would never understand how a black person 100 percent feels no matter what. So do you like it when white people tell you to calm down about racism? No, Well, that's how I feel right now. You are very white to me right now, like talking down to me and telling me to calm down and stop pissing like the white people off or the religious. Have people I said off. stop pissing the white people or the religious You're saying people like off? I'm being too... Or did I say that's not my point? I, I said that's not the point I'm arguing. I've said that. What is the point you're arguing? Like, as I said far that as my I behavior. feel like I feel like a lot of people, whether they can no, describe this specifically, or... what is your problem with the way I'm talking? Oh, I just feel like, fam, you be arguing with me like I'm not I don't want the same thing you want. That's that's my issue. And that's been my issue for a while. It's just like when you when you start going on these rants, it's like 
you speak to me like I'm the enemy, like I'm not trying to be helpful. Well, but in those moments, you're being the mouthpiece for people you say you want to represent because you feel they're unrepresented on the podcast. So, yeah, you're getting some of that heat. Okay. So, like, if you're telling me how you feel, no, I'm probably not going to feel like have that reaction. But when you are, you know, funneling the, you know, opinions and talking points of people who want to keep using this abuse you know, like I said, this is abuse juice, then yeah, I've, I flare up some and I'm, so would it be better if I say, if I start doing, this is how I specifically feel and this is how they feel and then break down both summaries. Yes. And, but really it would be way better just to get your opinion. Like I've been listening to their opinions my entire life. I don't want to necessarily like, there's no, there's no lack of that point of view in our society where I feel like there is a huge lack of my point of view in society. No, I don't feel like that's how I'm wired, but okay. I mean, you're not wired to give your opinions on things. I'm wired to give my opinion, but I also like am wired to take into perspective of a lot of other things. Like, cause that's how I make decisions. Sure. But I mean, do that if you want to, but just know that like, if you're giving those opinions, I'm going to give my opinion on those opinions. Like, I'm not going to be quiet. I'm going to talk back. Okay. Well, I don't want to feel like I'm silencing you. Thank you. That's all I'm asking is like, can I please give my opinions? And like, if you don't like what I'm saying, just tell me why you don't like it instead of saying, don't say it like that. Because I'm pushing people away. Like, I understand your point about how, like, you want to bring people in, but I kind of agree your point. Those people aren't coming in. It's just like when, like. I don't see. And that's where I disagree. That's where I disagree. Because the same way that you felt like, oh, I was this Christian person and I went through all this and then I started reading and doing all that. Like, I feel like other people can get to that point, but. You have to cultivate. You have to do it in a way that allows them to get there. And no, we're not going to reach everybody. That I mean, that's just the reality of the matter. But I've 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 talked to people and had these same conversations, same points that you're making, and they have said to me. I've had somebody literally say to me, the reason that they chose not to leave is because like they felt like when they talk to people like you, that is not a language of love to them, and so they don't. They don't want to do that. And I and most people operate off emotion, even what you're doing right now, even everything you're saying and why you feel the way you do like that is rooted in an emotion. Mm-hmm. So like emotions are powerful. They serve us like absolutely. Uh, yeah. And they my whole thing is, too, because, of course, I was doing reading, but I also had to listen to other voices like it wasn't all my whole point is like there's going to be discomfort. I'm. I'm not super interested in making this a super comfortable conversation for believers. Their comfort is their business. I've been uncomfortable for so long. The idea of me asking to consider very comfortable people's comfort is preposterous. Yeah. Well, unfortunately for the listeners, if this ever goes out, um, this is why you should talk about these things before you get into them, because I feel like when we first started this podcast, you don't have to do this. 
like that's the other thing too if you want to do yeah i don't but i committed to doing something and that's what i'm doing dude like and you can also just break your commitments too if it's too much for you that's part of self-care i didn't say that you don't have to do anything so like that's my whole thing too and i am gonna post this because i think it if if you even listen to the podcast you know this has been a natural progression of what's been going on and so like i said if you want to be a people pleaser that's on you that is not my goal okay all right on a break no i'm gonna really try to read this i think i can get it done in three minutes so news revised standard version deuteronomy 16 the passover review observe the month of abib by keeping the passover for the lord your god for in the month of abib the lord your god brought you out of egypt by night you shall offer the passover sacrifice for the lord your god from the flock and the herd and the place that the lord will choose as a dwelling for his name you must not eat it with anything leavened for seven days you shall eat unleavened bread with it the bread of affliction because you came out of the land of egypt in great haste so that all the days of your life you may remember the day of your departure from the land of egypt no leaven shall be seen with you in all your territory for seven days and none of the meat of what you slaughter on the evening of the first day shall remain until morning you are not permitted to offer the passover sacrifice within any of your towns that the lord your god is giving you but at the place that the lord your god will choose as a dwelling for his name only there you shall offer the passover sacrifice in the evening of the sunset the time of day when you departed from egypt you shall cook it and eat it at the place where your lord will choose the next morning you may go back for your tents for six days you shall continue to eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a solemn assembly for the Lord your God, when you shall do no work. You shall count seven weeks, begin to count the seven weeks from the time your sickle is first put to the standing grain. Then you shall keep the festival of weeks for the Lord your God, contributing a freewill offering in proportion to the blessing that you have received from the Lord your God. Rejoice before the Lord your God, you and your sons and your daughters, your male and female slaves, and the Levites residing in your towns, as well as the strangers, the orphans, and the widows who are among you at the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. Remember that you were a slave in Egypt and diligently observed these statutes. You shall keep the festival of booths for seven days when you have gathered in the, from, gathered in the produce from your threshing floor and your wine press. Rejoice during your festival, you and your sons and your daughters, your male and female slaves, as well as the Levites, the strangers, the orphans, and the widows resident in your towns. Seven days you should keep the festival for the Lord your God at the place that the Lord will choose, for the Lord your God will bless you in all your produce and all your undertakings, and you shall surely celebrate. Three times a year, all your male shall appear before the Lord your God at the place they will choose, at the festival of unleavened bread, at the festival of weeks, and at the festival of booths. They shall not appear before the Lord empty-handed. All shall give as they are able, according to the blessing of the Lord your God that he has given you. You shall appoint judges and officials throughout your tribes and all your towns that the Lord your God has given you, and they shall render just decisions for the people. You must not distort justice, you must not show partiality, and you must not accept bribes. For a bribe blinds the eye of the wise and spurts the cause of those who are in the right. Justice and only justice you shall pursue so that you may live and occupy the land that the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not plant any tree as a sacred pole beside the altar that you make for the Lord your God, nor shall you set up a stone pillar, things that the Lord your God hates. Thanks be to God. What did you think about that package? Uh, I'll let you start. Go ahead. Well, I was just talking for a whole bunch, so I think they're tired of hearing my voice. But I will say, I mean, I'm my go-to is just always the, you know, uh, multiple mentions of slavery that always stands out to me as 
kind of weird for a wholly good book to have. Okay. Um, I don't have anything for that right now. So I don't know. I don't have anything for that as far as like the actual passage itself. Obviously I'm not rooting for slavery or anything. Cause I feel like a lot of it is just, you know, regurgitation of stuff we talked about, um, before, um, the pole was, I guess new. a line that stuck out to me was they said, remember that you were a slave in Egypt and that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that you were a slave in Egypt and diligently observed these statues. Um, I just, I don't know, man, anything that for me that deals with slavery is kind of icky. Just, um, obviously being, you know, a black person, um, well, not obvious to some, but I'm a black person. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I guess the, the constant reminder of that, like any, I, I think I'm experiencing some type of trauma because, you know, anything now in life that deals with any oppression that deals with black people, I just, I'm not able to watch it or partake in it really. If that even, if any of that makes sense. So, um, yeah, I don't really love, um, watching depictions of slavery either. Um, but that's why I bring it up. Cause I don't think that's why, you know, that just goes into my evidence column of this isn't a good book or a good place to receive instruction because this God isn't necessarily very, um, cause they're talking about justice. Like that was a big theme of the municipal judges and officers about how, you know, cause that was a good thing. Don't take bribes. I agree with that part. I don't mm -hmm. think uh, politicians and judges should take bribes because that does blind you to justice. But since slavery is really profitable, I think that might be why people turn a blind eye to it, because it's deeply profitable for the people who traffic in human lives. There's a lot of money in it. Oh, wow. I went to see The Woman King last week. Man, that movie mm -hmm. was it was very good. And once again, it had people who had to be like, am I on the right side of this conflict? I don't know. They knew that's, it was wrong. It's like, that's yeah, always it's like, a question. But I it's mean, they knew it's always wrong. Like enslaving people is always wrong. It's not a question. Yeah. I mean, I think there's some hard lines. Um, For sure. Slavery, misogyny, homophobia, I think are hard lines where we should stop. Because what do all those things have in common? We're dehumanizing someone, right? Like when we take away someone's autonomy and make in, in as a society say this person and these group of people are slaves, we're denying them what we want ourselves, which is the freedom to just be a person, like whatever that entails, it's going to be different from everybody. And it's the same way if we do it to people of color or gay people or women or trans people, like we can put it, anybody can get it. It just depends on what society at that time is deciding who are we going to let per fully participate in society. So I'd, I think a lot of times the way we divide ourselves is very artificial, but the way we implement those divisions is very real. Yeah, I think that's interesting, particularly because <clears throat> I. I feel like that is. um I lost my train of thought there. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, okay. Yeah. I agree with that, though. 
I guess the question I was trying to formulate was where, I mean, it goes back to what I'm saying, what I've been saying, where, um, how do you help people cultivate growth and change, you know, when they are faced with these types of situations, especially when you've been one that's in power for so long, like, how do you, how do you realize what you're doing may be harmful or wrong to other people? Because part of the moderation stance, I guess we can call it, um, that I've been taking is I feel like some listeners may be people that are, you know, maybe they've just been like, Hey, I don't, I don't believe in Christianity. I don't believe in God, whatever. And I'm glad that I found this podcast, which I think is awesome for them. What I also think is maybe some people are still struggling with this. And those are the people I want to, you know, kind of engage with more. And so when we ask ourselves questions about this, when we're reading this type of stuff, like, you know, how do you, how do you confront that where you're wrong or, you know, how do you decipher that? I mean, cause again, cat, we can look at this and be like, Oh, there's slavery, but then there's always a voice to like justify it. Anything for that? Well, I mean, but I mean, why? Because to me, that's always been weird to me, like why people are really quick to want to defend this book and its endorsement of like slavery and sort of rape apologetics and stuff like that. I mean, for me back in the day, I know it would just be like, well, for one, like I didn't really know that stuff was in there a lot of the times when I was a believer. I don't think any of us did. But like, but the stuff, I didn't know there was problematic stuff in there, but like there was always just a helpful apologetic to make me in like the flow chart of my brain that helped me to ignore it. It's just, I'm not great at cognitive dissonance. I know a lot of people who are able to separate the two things. Like they're like, my faith is one thing and like science is another. And like, it's non-overlapping oh, magisteria. I'm, I'm that person. <laughs> and see, and I'm not, to me, there's just one reality. There's not two Which is separate- why we struggle. Well, to me, all I'm saying is there aren't two separate realities. We're just in the one reality. And every time we like make a false reality for ourselves, it causes harm because then anything goes in there. And it's a type of, to me, insanity. Like when people are just like not participating in reality. So that's the only thing I'm saying is like, to me, one of you can't like, it's just a logic Thing where it's just like yeah as far as I know this is just the reality and these are the mechanics of reality as far as I know and if we ignore it we ignore that to our detriment but who knows maybe I'll find something that convinces me in because to me my biggest thing is like when people are like ignore this part do this part how do you know which parts to ignore and how do you know which parts to do and that is where I admittedly struggle with a lot of it and that's, I guess, kind of plays into what I've been saying about, like, I do think there are things that you can take out of it. There are definitely good quotes. Um, yeah, don't stuff. bribe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think so, people knew that before the Bible, though. Maybe. But I feel like a lot of people probably got indoctrinated or was reinforced because of the Bible. I mean, Or because of, not necessarily because of the Bible, because I think we both agree with the fact that when you go to church, we're not really reading this. Like somebody kind of just summarizes it. I yeah. think we can agree with that. So because, of, um, and maybe that's not true of all churches, but the one that I've been to particularly over the last few weeks, like they don't really read the, um, like he kind of just summarizes it. I will say though, 
I do like his interpretation of things. It made me look at stuff and we don't have to get into that right now, but regardless, um, yeah, maybe, maybe our next section will be something that, uh, I don't know. We can break down further. Maybe you'll It'll get something out around. of it. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Um, Deuteronomy 17. You must not sacrifice to the Lord your God an ox or a sheep that has a defect. Anything seriously wrong, for that is abhorrent to the Lord your God. If there is found, um, if there is found among you in one of your towns that the Lord your God is giving you, a man or a woman who does what evil in the sight of the Lord your God and tr- transgresses his covenant and transgresses his covenant by going to serve other gods and worshiping them, whether the sun or the moon or any of the host of heaven, which I have forbidden. And if it is reported to you or you hear of it and you make a thorough inquiry and the charge is provided true that such an abhorrent thing has occurred in Israel, then you shall bring out to your gates the man or the woman who has committed this crime and you shall stone the man or woman to death. That's pretty extreme, but okay. Um, on the other, um, on the evidence of two or three witnesses, the death sentence shall be executed. A person must be put to death on the evidence of only one witness. The hands of the witness shall be the first raised against the person to execute the death penalty and afterward the hands of all the people. So you shall purge the evil from your midst. Legal decisions by priests and judges. If a judicial decision is too difficult for you to make between one kind of bloodshed and another, one kind of legal right and another, or one kind of assault and another, any such matters of dispute in your town, in your towns, then you shall immediately go up to the place that the Lord your uh, God will choose, where you shall consult with, uh, where you shall consult with Levitical priest and the judge who is in office in those days. They shall announce to you the decision in the case. Carry out exactly the decision that they announce to you from the place that the Lord will choose, diligently observing everything they instruct you. You must carry out fully the law that they interpret for you or the ruling that they announce to you. Do not turn aside from the decision that they announce to you, either to the right or to the left. As for anyone who presumes to disobey the priests appointed to minister there to the Lord your God or the judge that the person shall die. So you shall purge the evil from Israel. All the people will hear and be afraid and will not act presumptuously again. Limitations of royal authority. When you have come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you and have taken possession of it and settled in it and you say, I will set a king over me like all the nations there are around me. You may indeed set over you a king whom the Lord your God will choose one of your own community you may set as a king over you, you are not permitted to put a foreigner over you who is not uh, of your own community. Even so, he must not acquire uh, many horse. Even so, he must not acquire many horses for himself or return the people to Egypt in order to acquire more horses. Since the Lord has said to you, you must never return that way again. And he must not acquire many wives for himself or else his heart will turn away. Also, silver and gold must uh, not acquire in great quantity for himself. When he has taken the throne of his kingdom, he shall have a copy of the law written for him in the presence of the Levitical pr- uh, priest. It shall remain with him and he shall read in it all the days of his life so that he may learn to fear the Lord, his God, diligently observing all the words of the law of this law and these statutes, neither exalting himself uh, above 
other members of the community nor turning aside from the commandment either to the right or to the left so that he may and his descendants may reign long over his kingdom in Israel. All right. So what'd you get from that? Got from that, that the Lord is cool with killing people who worship the wrong gods. Um, yeah. That's how we start. Um, it's um, it also seems like he's putting in some like pre rules for when they have a, a king, which to me is also and and like because uh, we we didn't get a chance to discuss the death of Queen Elizabeth, but you know there was a lot of um, mixed reactions to hearing upon her death. Um, me mm -hmm. for instance, like I mostly didn't care, but I also wasn't going to be like, oh, the queen. I think monarchies are weird. I agree. Are ruled on the precedent of uh, divine authority, which is the fact that God has chosen this line of people to rule over other people. I think that's absurd. So um, I always want to point out, because we're not really taught history properly, but the only reason England still has a king and queen is because the English people didn't murder the entire line. All the rest of Europe murdered their royal families so that they didn't have to worry about someone saying i have the blood of the king and i should be ruling they were like no we're done with this so because we do kind of remember like the french revolution and the guillotines and stuff that's what that was about getting rid of the idea that god is ruling the people through this family so to me that was kind of interesting because that's another thing i don't believe in yeah i don't i always thought that um kings and queens are like that's just a weird dynamic to me did you know that queen elizabeth was the head of the anglican church and now prince charles will be i did not know that but that um fun? from some of the stuff that i was reading i mean they kind of just turned a blind eye to the bullshit they were doing in africa so and india india as well um i didn't yeah. read I, whatever i was reading didn't really talk about india more so talk really about everywhere they went um but that i mean it's not surprising to me and so because of that um oh uh, yeah i mean i'm like i'm kind of like you i didn't i mean i wasn't like jumping for joy that she died but i also kind of like didn't care but i also like uh news flashed like fyi like we're not we don't live in england so maybe <laughs> it would have or london or whatever so maybe it would have hit differently if i had grown up there i didn't so it would be like it when Barbara Bu or is Barbara Bush dead? She because they kind of look the same. It, I don't even know if Barbara <laughs> Bush is alive or dead or not. See, that's the thing. Like I don't care. So it'd be like finding out she died and been like, oh really? She was a very mean, racist white lady. <laughs> like the stuff she said was awful. So you know, like I'm not gonna say I miss her and her work because it probably was mostly to damage black and brown people across the globe. Yeah. Um. She is dead. She died a few years ago, actually. Oh, 2018. Okay. Um, Good to know. But I think you brought up a point earlier before we actually break down this um, about like, you know, one of the things I think we often struggle with is like when you read something, a lot of the Bible, Christianity passages, stuff like that, like where, where do you, where's the line that we're taking out the good and like filtering out the bad quote unquote. And I think that's a very interesting concept. Um, because yeah, where is the line, man? Where, 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 if, if, if we, and not when I say we, I'm talking about just, I guess people who are still believers, um, or struggling with that. Like 
if we continue to go down this path, like where do, where do we, where do we find that filter? Where do we say, okay, well, we're just gonna, you know, forget the slavery stuff. Let's take the good stuff out. How do we know, um, to that you say? I say it depends on what your morality is actually rooted in. So a lot of people say their morality is rooted in the Bible, but they don't even know what's in it. So it has to be rooted in something. Me personally, because I rejected these beliefs, I had to come up with my own sort of moral system. And it ultimately is rooted in um, like harm, like who is this hurting? And how can I avoid unnecessary harm? Because some harm is unavoidable, like, you know, getting a tooth pulled or something like that. But like most of like the damage that we're doing to like um, gay and queer children, like that's unnecessary. Like we don't need to do that. That's harming them. So to me, that would be immoral. It's Mm. in the fact, too, that they're saying like it's immoral to be gay. But it's like, why? If it's two consenting adults, where is the harm? Like, so to me, that's why those situations I can be like, oh, that doesn't bother me morally because it's not causing harm. Yeah, I would agree. I don't Thank you. It feels good to agree. We're back. We're back, baby. I mean, I don't I just feel like we disagree in our approach. I don't think we disagree in like our fundamentals. What we are, what's right and wrong. I honestly think that's the struggle with me and a lot of people. I don't think we at least a lot of people in my immediate community. I don't think we're disagreeing on what, you know, our foundation, I think we're disagreeing on how we should approach um, sustaining that foundation or maybe even bettering that foundation. So, oh, for sure. which is why um, I think these talks are important. Um, with that being said, though, what I got out of this um, reading was just, <laughs> again, I think it's weird to have the whole, um, you know, I guess, what do you call it? A monarchy Um, Mm -hmm. or Kings and Queens. But also the way that it was described in here really made me think about America and how here a foreigner cannot be a president, you know, Mm. like Arnold Schwarzenegger, he could be a governor, but he couldn't become the president, you know? So it it really made me think of that and how interesting that is. And even a weird rule. Well, okay. So I'm going somewhere with that. Cause even in today's, even in today's site, specifically now with everything that's going on with like hacking and Russia and all that type of stuff that (laughs) I would think people would even double down more of not wanting somebody to be um, from a foreign country to be able to rule America because they there would always be this constant fear of that person would yeah exactly exactly which also um, this kind of blends into this a little bit, but um, Edward Snowden was awarded um, Russian um, citizenship finally. I think. I don't know if you saw Dude, that. I don't think he was intending to be a Russian plant, but I think his girlfriend got him into that. I think she was a deep cover Russian agent and got him to like do all. Are that they still stuff. together? She went to Russia to be with him. Because to me, that's what tipped me uh, off. I was like, I don't know a lot of American white girls who are going to go to Russia to be with their boyfriend. Especially when, you know what I mean? Like, it, mm. to, to be in Russia with their not rich boy. You know what I mean? Like, 
that does not make sense. And so the fact that she not only that she went over there, but the fact that she was able to go over there, that sent off some red flags because Russia, they don't play no games, especially when it comes to immigration and stuff. So I think he inadvertently became a Russian deep cover agent. That's my pet hypothesis. Hmm. I have nothing to back it up. Well, I brought that up to say, I mean, that kind of supports, you know, what's being said here. Because, again, there will always be this fear of where your loyalties lie. I thought that was really, really interesting just upon, you know, reading that. Um, I also thought it was interesting, um, the part where it says legal decisions by priest and judge. Is this basically, in here, there's not really any separation of, obviously, church and state. Um, And kind of what they were talking about in that paragraph was just basically how if you can't come to a decision, then, you know, if you go to essentially a priest, they'll tell you what to do. And then right. from there, go, what'd you say? I was saying, right. Right. So, and then from there, you'll, you have to, and then you also have to, whatever they tell you to do, you have to exactly um, act it out as they told you. So I don't know. I just found that very interesting um, for the simple fact of um, I've known of people talking about like, Oh yeah, you know, we went to, um, and this is not a legal thing, but you know, still deals with like maybe talking to like a priest or somebody in the Christian community. Like, Oh yeah. You know, we were having marriage problems. We went to marriage counseling, but the marriage counseling is fund- funneled by their church. And so then I've heard women say that, you know, it wasn't helpful to them because they felt like they just stayed in an abusive situation. Yeah, um, you're counseled to stay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Man. I just, I, I really, oftentimes, yeah, I really find it very interesting. Um, just, just both of those things. Well, all three of those things, I guess. And like, yeah, it looks like Deuteronomy 18 is going to be more about the priests and Levites. To me, it's interesting because we're giving all these statutes and there's nothing said that like how educated the priests need to be the priests and the Levites. Like it's mm. just, they've just been given this authority by God, but like, it sounds like these are pretty ignorant people. Like a couple chapters before in numbers or not in chapters, but um, in the book of numbers, like there's a prescription where if a man thinks his wife is cheating on him, she can take him to the priest and he gives her this drink. And if she has a miscarriage or an abortion, then that means she was cheating on them. And then I'm pretty sure they put her to death. Like that would be terrifying. What a terrible yeah. system. Like, it's, but, you know, like to me, I just think about like the situations I've been in is this, if this was how things were ruled, I'd so be dead by now. And I don't like that. I like being alive. Also backing it up. Cause I think I read something in somewhere in here about, <clears throat> I mean, it's so much, but, um, it had talked about, you know, um, raised against the person to execute the penalty of death, uh, the hands of the witness shall be the first. Where was it at? It was, Cause I want to get this. Oh right. yeah. How to do the society. Yeah. The ritualistic murder. Yeah. So <sighs> I just really have an issue with, with killing. And I don't know if it's just yeah, because it's so permanent, it's so permanent. <laughs> I don't know if it's, you know, if it's because I'm getting older and like now I'm in a space where, you know, like I'm seeing generations come up after me and, you know, I worry for them. Um, like I said, I have a relationship. Huh? Life is precious. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I value life a lot more versus like when I was, you know, a younger man, um, I, 
it was easier for me to jump jump in front you know quote unquote jump in front of a bullet type thing like like now you know if situations happen like i'm I'm thinking about things a lot more like I don't, i'm very much more aware whereas as a younger man it's just like you it's almost like i have more to live for whereas before mm. you didn't um and so i try to take this perspective of just when we're killing people um or it's just weird to me, man. It's just weird. And like, I know, like I still play video games, you know, Grand Theft Auto, stuff like that. But, uh, one of the, and I might've mentioned this before, but one of the video games I play was the last of us part two. And I know a lot of people like hated that game for reasons, you know, um, one of the main reasons is it kills a main character on there. But I was like, so pissed at this game. And then I finished it. And then I was just like, oh, what these writers actually did was very genius because they put you in the perspective of both sides of the conflict. The person you're on one end, you're avenging the person you loved and who the audience as a player you've come to love as well over, you know, X amount of years. And then in the other instance, like midway through the game, they the developers do something so ballsy. The storytellers do something so crazy where they put you in the place of the person who murders the person you love. Yeah, they flip the and, POV. And they give their sp- perspective about yeah. it. Now, regardless if you so. felt like that was done well or not, we can argue that. But I felt like that, ever since I played that game, it's just changed how I play video games. Like when I'm mindlessly, go- when I'm going to murder people, I literally think in in a video game, obviously. Um. It's like just in like, Star man, Wars, like when if, like no one ever cared about the stormtroopers and now they're kind of making you like think about it's like, hey, wait a minute. That was a bunch of people that the rebels just well, murdered. Well, yeah, and I think that's important. I think <laughs> yeah, that's important because we... we... Let me go ahead and uh, knock out Deuteronomy 18, privileges of priests and Levites. The Levitical priests, the whole tribe of Levi, shall have no allotment or inheritance within Israel. They may eat the sacrifices that are the Lord's portion, but they shall have no inheritance among the other members of the community. The Lord is their inheritance as he promised them. This shall be the priest due from the people, from those offering a sacrifice, whether an ox or a sheep. They shall give to the priest the shoulder, the two jowls, and the stomach, the first fruits of your grain, your wine, and your oil, as well as the first of the fleece of your sheep, you shall give to him. For the Lord your God has chosen Levi out of all your tribes to stand and minister in the name of the Lord, him and his sons for all time. If a Levite leaves any of your towns from wherever he has been residing in Israel and comes to the place that the Lord will choose, and he may come whenever he wishes, then he may minister in the name of the Lord his God, like all his fellow Levites who stand to minister before the Lord. They shall have equal portions to eat, even though they have income from the sale of family possessions. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you must not learn to imitate the abhorrent practices of those nations. No one shall be found among you who makes a son or daughter pass through fire or practices divination or is a soothsayer, an augur, or a sorcerer, or one who casts spells, or consults ghosts, or spirits, or seeks oracles from the dead. For whoever does these things is abhorrent to the Lord. It is because such abhorrent practices that the Lord your God is driving them out before you. You must remain completely loyal to the Lord your God. Although these nations that you are about to dispossess do do give heed to soothsayers and 
diviners as for you the lord your god does not permit you to do so a new prophet like moses the lord your god will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people you shall heed such a prophet this is what you requested of the lord your god at horeb on the day of the assembly when you said if i hear the voice of the lord my god anymore or ever again see this great fire i will die then the lord replied to me they are right in what they have said i will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people i will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak to them everything i commanded everything that i command anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods or who presumes to speak my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. You may say to yourself, how can we recognize a word that the Lord has not spoken? If a prophet speaks the name of the Lord, but the thing does not take place or prove true, it is a word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. Do not be frightened by it. Thanks be to God. Oh, that was kind of, that was very interesting. Mm. <laughs> Um. All right, you want to break this down? Do we have time? Yeah, yeah, we got a, we got, a, we got like six minutes. <laughs> Child sacrifice, divination, and magic prohibited. I I find it very interesting for because isn't isn't like particularly like magic and stuff. You know, you hear about like that type of things. Um. Like I remember when the Harry Potter books came out. Thank like, you. Oh okay, my God. Okay. If you were gonna say it, I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I was I feel like, you know, that there'll be times where things like that come out. Or even was that you a few episodes ago talking about the thriller video? Somebody was talking about when Michael Jackson's thriller came oh, out. Oh, that was I don't know if I talked to, like, on here, but I do remember when that happened. Because I wasn't allowed to watch the thriller video. Yeah, so I just, I don't know. I guess I just find it interesting. And he had to put a disclaimer at the beginning of it because people were getting so outraged about it, about how he doesn't believe in the occult. He's like, this is just a music video. Everyone relax. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you know what's funny to me? Because I think mostly it's just like the Lord doesn't want the competition. And what's <laughs> funny to me is that a lot of believers I know still do astrology, still go to psychics. And this is part of the stuff they just ignore. Like you say, you like ride hard for this, but y'all are, you know, poking the bear. The Lord said he's drove out these people for doing this stuff, but he obviously doesn't like it. And to me, what was funny too, where he was just like, look, I'm a, I'm a remember, uh, I'm gonna send you guys another prophet. Cause remember you guys said you don't want to talk directly to me because it was like too much for you. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's very, this is all just very convenient. I'll say that. For the Levites, that is. Yeah. And I just, I guess my thing is what I would like to understand more is because it's always painted like, you know, God favors some people, but doesn't favor others. And so if you're just born in a situation, like if I was born in, you know, Afghanistan or India or wherever, um, one of the struggles I always had was when I was in actual um, Catholic school, I used to think like, you know, there are people across the globe who are being taught something completely different than me. And they're, they're being told what they are being told is right. And I'm being told what I'm being told is right. So like, 
who's right. And I've said that on Henry Four, and I just feel like if we were ever in a situ- <laughs> if we were ever in a situation where you know, hopefully this doesn't happen, but you know, say we got invaded by some country or something like that, like and that doesn't believe our religion, like that is or our predominant religion of America, not you know, because we I don't think we officially have an, a religion. If I'm, but correct. we know what's up. We as we keep. We, Casey pointed out the Christians won. Basically. Yeah. He's like, what year is it? It's like, he's like, yeah, yeah it's been 2000 yeah. years since who Christ. Yeah. So Funny I just, bit. I'm sure in other things, you know, they are the favorite ones or they at least appear to be the favorite ones that we are as well. So I don't know that that's always just been a struggle for me. Um, observing favorites. and reading. Yeah, if yeah, it because is, it's a weird phenomenon. It's almost as if like it's just human values being put upon a deity. <laughs> and how it's been explained to me per um somebody I work with is, you know, we are we are born broken, um imperfect and It's like, "Oh, and that's my fault." No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that but that 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 kind of where I kind of get lost because it's like I didn't I didn't ask to be here I didn't ask and we can go down this whole rabbit hole I didn't ask to be here though you know which is a whole nother thing of why I feel like you know, the way we do run corporations and capitalism is kind of messed up too but regardless I didn't ask to be here why am I being punished for being the sperm that hit the egg you know like I don't I don't I don't get that I don't I personally you were don't get that born in original sin from that dirty dirty sex your parents had and that's another thing I don't I don't um I don't like the demonization of sex I mean that's how we all got here yeah if yeah I agree I but I think we've talked a lot today we said a lot cool. of things um ever. um Bible Breakdown Podcast at gmail.com um, for anybody who would like to write in. Um, going forward, we will be revamping um, some of the style as far as like we're going to go back and re record some of the older episodes, but we'll try to make sure we're staying on top of where we are now so like nothing gets lost in translation for those who have been around from the beginning or who have been listening. So I think that's important, but we want to update the older episodes with better audio and um, just different, I guess, a little bit different viewpoints. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, Bible Breakdown Podcast at gmail.com. Um, we're we're out here, yo. Like, reach out to us. It feels good when people reach out. Absolutely. I love having these conversations with people. I just, yeah. again, I just want to grow. And if you want to be a believer that come on here and hold your own, I promise I'll be nice. Like, I'm just, I'm just mean to T because I know he'll like me no matter what. And on that note, (laughs) goodbye. Bye.